You're listening to The G-Factor with Lauren and Tony, a weekly microcast offering a variety of unique ways to market your business or organization. Now, without further ado, here are the hosts of G-Factor, Lauren Doherty and Tony Van. Well, you know, Lauren, I'm not the handiest of guys, but um, I like I like tools. Just mm-hmm. just like, you know, I mean, not just men, women, they're all people that like tools. And I think this this week we're going to talk about some tools I actually kind of can use. We're going to talk about the maybe top five marketing tools that everyone needs to be successful. Absolutely. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, there are gadgets and things that I just want, but probably don't really use that much. I think everyone's kind of like that, you know, so but. These are actually tools that you could and should be using for your business. So I guess let's hop in. I mean, I think that was the best, you know, the best intro it could be. So, I mean, let's just get to it. Yeah. Thanks for the confidence on that. (laughs) Well, I'll start out with number one here. And that, of course, is a legitimate brand. I think that um, before you do anything, the baby step is that you need to have or a company or organization needs to have uh, a viable brand. And that is uh, something we talk about all of the time. But that's just not your logo. It's also things like taglines and brand missioning and making sure your colors are on point and uh, make sure that you even have like a brand guide or brand document. Mm -hmm. The thing can be one or two pages long. It doesn't have to be very large, but just something that keeps your uh, focus on um, what you're trying to do and kind of what you're trying to replicate as a brand on target and on point. Absolutely. And that is kind of one of my pet peeves, especially with new businesses. You see them launch and, you know, go to market and they have this, you know, brand that they've established. And then like a month later, they realize it's not great. And then they try to come back and polish it up or change it completely. And you've already confused your audience and you've already kind of given like a, um, you've, you've blown your one shot, I guess, to make an impression and you're like already resetting. So especially if you're a new business, make sure your brand, your visual brand and its identity behind it are like set in stone for three to five years before you launch anything else. Right. That's just a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's true. And, you know, people kind of, there are so many easy tools now and I'm not trying to get into price wars or anything, but you can get a logos on, uh, you know, whatever fiber or this or that or whatever, but realize that that logo is something that brand, excuse me, that you're trying to develop is really your um, shield, your flag, your moniker for your business. So when you go out to battle, lack of better terms, when you're in that competitive market for whatever you're looking for that consumer, that has to connect with those uh, folks so that they, um, understand what you're providing, whether it's product or service, they have a good feeling about it and they understand what it is right off the bat. So Absolutely. Um, I think that's, that's strong. So how about you? Let's go. Number two. Number two is something we actually just had an episode about. Um, I think it was from the week of September 12th. So a couple of weeks ago, so business cards. And in that episode, we talked about like, are they old fashioned or are they standby must have? And we agree that it's still a must have. Um, You definitely still need a business card, even if you, your work is predominantly, you know, digital or online or kind of behind the scenes, but especially to um, 
you know, no matter what, you're going to be going to some type of event or meet someone in public and you need something to hand them, no matter what type of business you have. So um, I still also like the idea of having a backup digital option where you can just, you know, basically they can scan a code or whatever you want to do, but, you know, it zaps that information to their phone right there. But I still think you need the paper business card, but go back and listen to that episode. Just really briefly. I'll just say we had some tips, um, as far as, you know, making sure your email signature matched the interactive cards and just some paper card tips. Like we like cards that feel nice and, you know, make sure you're protecting them and they're not just shoved in your pocket and getting all sweaty and things like that. Um, but make sure you have a business card that wows, but go back and listen to that episode for some kind of specifics there. Yeah. Super strong. I mean, I cannot think of another, uh, once you say first impression maker, than a great business card and make sure, you know, my pet peeve kind of back on your pet peeve, the brand, my pet peeve with the business card is it's not a brochure. Just use the business card for exactly what it's used for, which is basically your name, your company's name and your brand. Uh, and how to get a hold of you. And that's everything from um, a telephone number, cell phone number, email, website, whatever it is. Uh, do not offer a business card that has something that's scratched out on it or that mm-hmm. you've you know penciled in your cell phone number or your personal email or whatever. If your business card is not accurate, get new ones. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. Just get yes. the new ones. So cool. Good one. Well, kind of uh, dovetailing into that a little bit is uh, your websites. So uh, the website is basically your silent salesman and or your uh, slaughterhouse. I mean, we have so many different kind of uh, thoughts or tags for it. But basically, a website is there to provide information while you can't. It speaks uh, or tells your story um, uh, for those folks that are visiting. It is a choose-your-own-adventure option. In other words, uh, it's non-linear visiting so that people can either just look at things and glance here and there, or they can take some deep dives. And then also, there needs to be strong calls to action. And that call to action can be everything from obviously purchasing a product or engaging in some type of service to basically signing up for uh, e-newsletters or a, a, a podcast like we do or um, something else, but some sort of action, move your consumer into making a decision or at least pushing them for that. So that's a good one. And I, I mean, like you said, I don't think there's any option out there to not have a website at this point in time. Um, It's definitely a must have tool and something that kind of dovetails into that is the next point, which is social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that at this point in time, again, there is a platform that is appropriate for everyone um, and for every audience. It really comes down to picking what platforms are appropriate for you and your business and your audience and thinking about who you want to connect with, not just hopping on the bandwagon of TikTok just because it looks fun, right? right. Think about you know what you have time to do in a really great top-notch way versus trying to spread too thin and do every single platform that's out there, you know, so we'd much rather see a couple of platforms really well managed and really tailored to the audience than you being, you know, everywhere, you know, once a month and not hardly posting. So um, social media is definitely a place to be if you're not already, or if you think your strategy is um, maybe outdated or stagnant, it is now is 
better than ever to rethink that strategy and, you know, change something up, try something new or go over to a platform where you feel like your audience is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I just love the integration. I mean, we keep building on it. So it's logo to business card, business card, website, website to social media. So all of these pieces really build to give you a cohesive Mm -hmm. package. So that's great. Uh, so number five, last but not least, and this may be the game changer, the, uh, what are we going to call it? The controversial part of this Mm -hmm. podcast, if you will, but, um, that is a printed leave behind piece. And a lot of people think, "Mm, I don't need that. Or, you know, I can just get away with going digital. Think about the value, uh, of from what you spend versus some sort of printed leave behind piece, something that goes with your business card. And it doesn't have to be a massive brochure. Course brochures are an option, but they can be everything from a rack card to some sort of a small kind of coaster size piece, just something that gives a little heads up on someone's desk or in the mail or where you're delivering at a, at a, a conference at a trade show, whatever that maybe, you know, candidly has a good logo on it, has a little blurb about what your company does, kind of your elevator speech in, um, uh, in words. And then, you know, uh, as we talked about what, a couple of weeks ago, uh, early September, uh, a QR code to make sure that it links back in, uh, to a specific landing page on your, on your website. So, um, I think that's uh, something that you definitely need. I think that's perfect. And like you said, um, your leave behind piece can be a range of sizes, formats, whatever's appropriate. Some of you out there might need like a full catalog or something even. Um, But keep in mind too, I would have something printed, but also definitely have that piece digital as well, where you could like easily email it. It could be downloadable from your website, especially if it is something like a, you know, a catalog or something lengthy where you might be able to get away with printing a few and then even just handing someone a, like a really nice branded USB with that catalog on it or something like that too, where you're saving money on printing. Absolutely. Um, But I think that that, you know, definitely have some sort of little leave behind. And then maybe if you have something more substantial, maybe just offer it digitally. You know, I think that people are totally okay with that at this point in time. So really smart, really smart. I think that that's a good top five. I think that's a really good starting place. Or, you know, if you're trying to reevaluate or kind of restart or refresh something, start with those five things right there and then build from from that. So this isn't just for new businesses. This could be for someone maybe refreshing their brand or, you know, just kind of rethinking strategy and what do I really need? So, yeah. Yeah. And they're always kind of the bonus deals. I mean, I think those are the the hard top fives that you, you know, as a business owner or organization really need to to have. But I mean, they're always kind of those extras, if you will. I mean, you know, bonus points for uh, e-newsletter campaigns, mm-hmm. uh, which are always good. Uh, and then, you know, even more, you discussed it in your, on our advertising um, podcast last week, uh, any t- type of text options are always good mm-hmm. as well. And once again, you know, one goes to two, two to three, three to four, four to five. Exactly. And then you can kind of, you know, go on top of that. So. Absolutely. Just remember, it's not just one magic key. It's all of the things combined. Like you, Lauren, it's a (laughs) layered onion. It's an onion in which to be folded back, right? Yes. That's good. All right. Well, 
I think this was a pretty strong podcast, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't know how we're going to rate it, but out of one to five, I give it a five. (laughs) With the bad joke. Yeah, with the dead joke. All right. Well, I'm Tony Van. And I'm Lauren Doherty. And you've been listening to the G-Factor podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to G-Factor. For more episodes, additional information, and a way to connect with Lauren and Tony, visit theguildfactor.com.